you and Paul Racky never like switched it up, you know? A little game of <laughs> stratomatic tag, stratomatic no. tag, a little back no. and forth. No, we tagged home plate and we tagged bases when we played stratomatic. Whoa, I thought that was going I thought that was going somewhere else. <laughs> Baby you made, you made it to home with Paul Radke. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> this is the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. Christopher, you start with your highlight dinner, and I'll make fun of you. What was that exactly? What do you mean? What was happening? I saw something on social media, the longest-ass table. There were like (laughs) 30 people at a long table. And me sitting like I was uh, the head of the family? Yes. You were the godfather. You were in the godfather seat. Yeah, I was standing. Right. What was that? Did you sit everyone down by lowering your hands? No. I mean, if being truthful, like it, they were like, I, ha- I had a jacket and, I, and it was off because we were eating. And they were like, oh, dude, you got to put the jacket on and stand like a family. Like, you know, I did that just because like, you know, we were all sitting eating and I stood up just to be, you know, that guy. But yeah, we had a team dinner. It was everybody on the team. All the all six players, and they had a chance to bring plus ones. Wow! And Manny brought his wife and couldn't get a babysitter, so also brought his two kids. Wow! And yet and, you didn't bring uh, Graceland. That's true. You know, but Manny's like you know the team captain, the Grizzly <laughs> vet. Okay. So uh, you know, he Manny can get away with that. Even the okay. owner couldn't get away with it, but Manny can. <laughs> all right. But uh, it was a fun dinner. Also, our, our uh, VP of Highlight Operations, Mike Fuentes, was there. And our VP of Scouting, Chris Whittingham. Oh, uh, wow. Along with okay. Mike and I. Okay. But yes, yeah, so like at the very end of the dinner, uh, you know, Mike, Ryan, and I delegated the speech to our VP of Highlight Operations, Mike Fuentes. Okay. So he, he was standing up, just giving a nice speech. And, you know, we had been talking previous in the dinner about how the Wall Warriors have really you know, improve their roster. So I just kind of, you know, half jokingly with things we had been talking about earlier in the dinner, I just, you know, saw people videotaping. So I kind of interrupted the end of his speech with a, uh, the wall warriors, the wall warriors. Okay. That's hard for you to say. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was uh, a few drinks in, I think. Um, so the inventor of, uh, of will on it, the guy who almost gave his life at the highlight fronton, I guess the invitation to this dinner was lost in the mail. Oh, wow. You wanted to get invited. Okay. Um, I mean- <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying I did. Dad, do you know that we went to Texas Day Brazil in Dadeland, which is the first time I've ever been down there, and it is far down in my Yeah, head. I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> Believe me. I, I, I just went to uh, talk to Ron McGill about the book. And uh, and and Zoo Miami is like I feel like I'm going to a racetrack. I'm I'm going to cover a NASCAR race at Homestead. I mean that's a hike down there. So yeah, I don't want to go to Dayland, but the invitation would have been nice. So who picked up the dinner? Um, it was you know, don't worry about it. A combined effort. Was it a combined effort? It was you know Mike Ryan, me, Whittingham. We all we all chipped in. Okay. All right, so Meadowlark picked it up. I mean, I don't know if it will eventually get covered, but it, you know, the way it works is you pay for stuff and then you send in the like right. the receipt. Okay. If it, I don't, I'm hoping honestly for how much it was that we might do something like that. No, I'm kidding. It was nice. <laughs> right. It was nice. To, no, you're not. I am kidding. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was a, it was a really honestly, 
we did it to like you know kind of build some team you know camaraderie right, and okay. you know boost morale and, and we we all went back uh to mike's place after had a few drinks and you know okay it was it was fun and who was the uh the drunkest cyclone um you know, uh, based off the, the the video where I you know say bleep the wall warriors, it might be me, but everybody <laughs> was you know everybody was fine. Okay, all right. Uh, while you were doing that, uh, I got a call from an old friend. We used to be real close. I went to see Billy Joel. What do you think about that? And Kyle, your friend Kyle, who you have um, season tickets with to the Panthers, right? <laughs> yes. He was like sitting right next to us. We didn't know it until last night. Your mom and I are at La Bamba and Kyle buys our entire dinner. Wow. I was impressed by that. I mean, he picked up the check for both of us, which means we owe him one. At any rate, Billy Joel. Um, <laughs> what, a, what a weird aside that is like, wait, so and nobody wait. knows Kyle. Like, it's just like, you know. Wait, so, right. so well, stage I here, do that. You, it seems like something like you could have told me on the phone. You were sitting beside Kyle at Billy Joel and you didn't well, know it? You just found no, out not, later? Not, no, no, not beside him, but like, you know, we're in 116 and he's in okay. 114, you know, that type of thing. Whereas had we known we were that close. So he um, didn't see you at the Billy Joel. You guys right. just said where you were sitting and he's like, oh, I was sitting near you. Correct. Okay. Correct. And, and, and Billy was, I mean, we've seen him like 10 times. I always expect, you know, aging artists to be terrible. He was great. One of the great shows we've ever seen him do. But, um, at uh, at La Bamba, just before Kyle picked up our check, uh, we had a brouhaha. And I wonder if you guys have ever experienced this in a bar or a restaurant. There was one table of three women. They were all shit-faced. <laughs> People at the bar were complaining, and the manager had to come over. And I'm just wondering, have you guys experienced that live in the wild where somebody was so loud that everybody else is looking around and going, what the hell is going on oh, here? So you got out of it without actually being the one that complained. So someone else complained. Right, which is the best. <laughs> well, that, mean, that, that's that proves your point. Because if it was just you, obviously they were annoying other people because they complained too. So right. um, I have never, I mean, I don't think I've seen confrontations. I've been places where there's just somebody obnoxiously talking loud. It's usually Michael. But um, but yeah, <laughs> that's a good I, point. Never a real cut. Never like did, did things almost break into fisticuffs? Well, there was somebody five feet away at the bar who was basically like turning around and the, and the loud woman got very combative, as you do when you had a bunch of drink. And, and so, yeah, there, there became a, a, a yelling back and forth. It was it was awful. Kyle was Kyle there. Yeah, Kyle was was trying to, you know, detonate or or undetonate the whole situation yeah de-escalate right uh you know it, it was fun though it was great and and especially it got great when he picked up our bill which we didn't expect greg have you um have you ever been that unruly customer that has to be um asked politely or not so politely to leave not to my knowledge <laughs> <laughs> others may recall incidents involving me i have no idea but um if i recall click click <laughs> what? That's just a line. Don't, don't worry. People get that. Some people got it. <laughs> okay. Um, Christopher, we're taping this at uh, whatever it is, 8.30, 8 p.m. Let's uh, not. Let's like, I know what you're about to do. You're about to say, oh, uh, the Chiefs are looking good in this game. Joe Burrow's driving. 
So we got a game. We got a game. Yeah, we got a game. It's like, we're not going to have the result of uh, the AFC Championship game in this episode. You'll live, audience. That's right. That's right. But um, I was interested that uh, Levitard Show did a live, what do you call it, a live stream? Watch along. Uh, A watch along. Okay. But yes, it is a stream. Okay. And you happen to pick a really bad game to do that. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, that had to be a challenge. Mom was listening to it while I was making gumbo and fried okra. Beautiful dinner. But mom was listening to you guys, and what is that like? Like, how how is that doing that? What do you do during the commercial breaks? Because I wasn't listening. You're 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 live for. We only took a break during halftime for a few minutes, so we're basically live through the commercials, and it's just guys us sitting around watching a game. Like, okay, there's no pressure where it's like we have. There's dead air time. There's times where we're not talking. We're just kind of sitting around, shooting the shit, watching the football game. Okay. And and there was a lot going on. Um, did you find it dragged at all or was it easy to do? Because I've never done that. Yes, you have. You came in under yeah, the influence. He doesn't remember. Eddie. <laughs> oh, oh, that thing. Oh, that thing. Yeah. The Megacast, Gregacast. Yeah. 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 I was on medication that night. Uh, that's all that was. But um, okay. Yeah. So I have done that once. Awful. Yes. Just terrible. <laughs> I mean, I hated the experience. It's not, it's not my favorite thing to do, but you know, it's I'm hanging out with the guys on the show, so you know, we're just watching a game. Right? There's not a lot of pressure to it. Right. You know, the show, it's more like, all right, we're doing a segment here. Let's try to be entertaining and interesting. Where this is kind of just like, you know, there is some pressure to be like, you know, jazz hands, but for the most right. part, it's just a, you know, react to the game kind of like people want to like just like they're watching the game at home, so let's just right have this on and. Watch the numbers were pretty solid. I, like we had a few thousand like consistently the whole time. That's pretty good. Mom was mom was one of them. I watched along for a little bit and I noticed something because you know, I've heard him do it plenty of times. But Whittingham, you know, he referred to you guys as lads. Has he ever referred to Jessica <laughs> as lass? Um, no. I think they've had the discussion where it's kind of like you know how you can say guys and mean a group. It's kind of like so he just groups it in. Yeah, but in the same manner. Yeah. But no, that that lass has come up before. Gotcha. Like I think before he has thrown in like a lads and lass, and everyone's like, like "Just call us lads. It's okay." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to have a quick callback to last week's episode, the Greg doesn't know movie segment, and and it came up the who's the actor, Jason Siegel, yeah, something like that. And I yes. said, I said, I'm trying to think back. There was a famous actor named siegel back in the 70s and and yet you said you're thinking of the 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 novel <laughs> jonathan, jonathan livingston seagull and i said yeah that's it but i've gotten a couple of uh texts and emails and social media shouts saying that the guy i was thinking of and it's correct is george siegel s-e-g-a-l george siegel he died last month. How about that for a coincidence? What at kind age of people, 87. What kind of people are listening that like know that and are correcting you? <laughs> probably have, pe- probably people my age. Do we have Greg Cody's listening? I, see, yes, we, do. we do have some older listeners. I remember in Austin meeting an older guy who was saying he was a diehard Greg Cody show listener. And he you know, was, re- was real concerned about your health and stuff. And Well, he should be. Um <laughs> So <laughs> I'm not saying anything, but speaking of that, I've had several comments lately as to the quality of your voice. Yeah. And how well it, you've been doing. Oh, wow. Okay. I did think to myself. You never know. I did think to myself the other day of that. Wow. Like it does seem like whether it's because you're just permanently on steroids or 
you know, medicine now forever, but yeah, you seem to be fine now with your voice. You still it's cough great. when you laugh, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. It would have been, I mean, just even back at February or March, you're, 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 I remember listening back to one of those clips for something we were doing and, uh, it was just, it was so awful. Now that week was extra bad, but like, it still hadn't improved to the point. And now like you're back to the old singing sports writer. Dad, we had, yeah. we had talks about like, maybe Yeti and I just need to do like episodes until you're better. Like, right. Let's keep the pod going. But like, you can't like, there was times with your voice. Remember where it was just like, it's hard to do this right now like this. Like, it's no, such a struggle right. for you. You had off-air yeah. talks where like, guys, I don't even want to make fun of this anymore. Like, it's, right. and, and, and I was like, we have to. <laughs> like, if it's <laughs> no, going to be this to. bad. Right. like, <laughs> and, and there was a long period of time where between the voice being shit and the coughing, it was terrible. And now it's at the point where if I have a, a five second in, in boring story, but earlier today, I completely cleaned out my spice rack. <laughs> I was throwing away a lot of expired spices, and when I and when I do that, um, it it gets in my lungs and I cough. Right, so I'm I was coughing a lot in the kitchen today, and I'm thinking to myself, "Wow, I have not coughed in a long time." Yeah, like coughing used to be what I did every day, constantly, and now I go days without coughing. No, you still cough when you laugh. You don't go days with it, but still, uh, well, it's a lot it's, better. It's very rare. It's very rare. Um, I'd say you're still coughing once or twice a day, but that's such an improvement off of every 10 minutes. Yeah, it is. Uh, to finish my George Siegel story, uh, <laughs> I had to know because I knew the name when they said George Siegel, but I'd forgotten what he'd been in. And his famous role was uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? And he was nominated for an Oscar as Best Supporting Actor. So uh, he was wow. a big name. And that's definitely who I was thinking of. Thanks for that callback. Yeah, no, you know <laughs> so, what? That kind of thing interests me. Look, that episode received kind of really high praise from our audience. Um, good. Hey, this audience, whole week you, was a good week for you. The Greg. audience, the audience has been coming strong. Yeah, yeah this, really good. This was a good week for you between the the last week's episode of the Greg Cody Show and your appearance on Levitard. I've seen just like massive praise all all about. Now, Chris, how likely is it that he goes on a, just a terrible run where it's just it's just awful now for the next several weeks. Oh, we like we jinx his voice. Yeah, for sure. That could happen. Yeah. We need to ride this momentum. We've been getting really good downloads. I, I don't know if it's like the Kornheiser bit or, you know, just how awesome we are. But <laughs> people have been, you know, coming through for us. So I think what everyone needs to do right now is become a salesman for the Greg Cody this next week. Yes, please. You need to convince one other person in your life how this show. Hey, if you gave it a chance before, you didn't like it. We're better now, please. If Make every, three. if three every people. single person, that's true. If every single person attempts to text three people in their phone, like, hey, I just want you to know this pod has been really good lately. Right. We will see a noticeable bounce even higher in our downloads this week. Let's see if next week we can say, oh, my God, you guys did it. Yes. Like you heard please. our voice and you did it. So go right now and text three friends how great we are. Tell them how bleeping awesome we are um speaking of salesmanship though um i want to talk about uh, a new item in the merch store coming out um uh, yeti you're the director of the greg cody show merch store can you uh, tell people uh the the sale we're having and the new item we're having yeah yeah so we have got um starting tuesday hit me chris tuesday tuesday 
So starting Tuesday, um, we have uh, another free shipping promotion, Tuesday through Saturday. Fripping. So make sure you can get anything at shop.thegregcodyshow.com. That's shop.thegregcodyshow.com. Free shipping. But also, we are rolling out a new design. It's been a minute since we've had a new one. Um, Greg uh, is very passionate about this one. He's tried to get this one off the ground several times since in the almost two years that I've been with the show. You want to explain it a little bit, Gregory? Um, should we leave it a mystery or should we say what the slogan is on the shirt? Go ahead and say what it is. I literally and... don't know. So tell me. Okay. It, it's <laughs> okay. First of all, it's, it's not a holiday shirt, but it's right in time for, um, uh, Valentine's day. I almost said February 14th, Butt stuff. No, it, it's right in time for Valentine's day. And the t-shirt says, um, okay. What does it say? No, I'm no, Love I'm trying it. to get it exactly. That's a wordy shirt. No, no. Here's oh. what it says. <laughs> um, it yeah, says um, I'm trying to get it exactly. No, it says time for love to beat the crap out of hate. Awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> if you couldn't hear it in Chris's voice right there, he doesn't think this shirt's going to sail at all. Oh, I do. And so now's your chance. I mean, like even I pushed back a little bit with Greg. Prove me wrong. Yeah, prove, prove me wrong. wrong. Greg has prove been, me this right. is at least the third time he has brought this shirt up in almost right. two years. Or since we start in in the year since we started the show, what is the, what's the slogan? What's the slogan again? Time for love to kick the crap out of hate, or is it beat the crap? To beat the crap out All of right. hate. You don't even right. know your own shirt. Great. Yeah, okay. to beat the crap out of hate. Beating it. All right. I like the Nailed irony it. of promoting uh, a love first shirt and then suggesting that people beat the crap out of hate. That works for me. I like it. No. I love it, and I hope people do. I hope others do. Well, okay. See if you can prove me and Chris wrong. Buy the crap out of this shirt as a means of beating the crap out of hate. That's so yeah, right. you can get that. You can get it now, um, but uh, at, at shop dot com. But the uh, free shipping starts Tuesday the thirty first and goes on through the end of the day Saturday. Correct. So please buy that shirt in multitudes, Dad. Since we don't really have the result though of Cincinnati Philly. What are you thinking in terms of just Philly, though, against either of these teams? Like, are you thinking, let's just play the game of, like, what will the spread be against either? Well, assuming... Because um, I think assuming... it's similar. I think these, these two AFC teams, really good offenses, uh, hit or miss defenses. Yeah. So it's like, I, I think it's the same spread either way. I think Philly's a favorite right. by, like, three against either. See, I disagree. I think the AFC team, whether it's Cincy or KC, is favored by, and it could be a Pickham Super Bowl, which is really rare. I think the AFC team is favored by one, one and a half points to open. Really, I do. Yeah, and and that is in in the case of KC, that assumes, uh, you know, the the Mahomes hasn't had a setback with his ankle. Is it because of like just sexy offenses, like people like to bet offenses kind of thing? Like more I, money will be there, even though. Philly's the more full team. They have been all right. year. I mean, spe- when true. they have Jalen Hurts, they're virtually unbeatable. I will say the way they handled San Fran, I think impressive. is going to. Yeah, very impressive. Chris Sims I mean, has said all year that that's the best roster, the San Francisco roster. Yeah. I mean, no, it was great. it's pretty bad when you're clamoring for more Brock Purdy in that <laughs> right. second, the second quarter. Yeah. We're, we miss Brock Purdy. Yeah. And don't let anybody say that had Brock Purdy not left the game. They might have been in it. No, no. It was weird no, that Philly he, was dominating. It was weird that he was healthy enough to come in when Josh Johnson got hurt. Right. Like he, 
you weren't healthy enough to just come back in. It's like I'm healthy enough to be the backup, and then you're needed, so you're back right. in. It was a weird like. If you're healthy enough to go, you think it'd be like I'm good, coach. I'm back. Yeah, I not know. to like not no. to criticize it. Like you know, it's injuries. I don't want to be a dick, but like I don't know. It's just a weird like. Hey, coach, I'm good to just back up Josh Johnson. That's what I'm right. Good to no, do. it was really weird. It was desperation. I mean, if Josh Johnson is injured and they don't have Purdy to go to. Who's the quarterback? I think it's like Debo Samuel. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the, I was the watching, emergency. Right. I was watching the game on silent. So there was a lot of times where we were asking questions. Where it's like, man, if we were listening to the broadcast, we'd know all these answers. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think Philly's there. I think Philly's going to take it. Stanford Steve chose them as his preseason um, uh, pick for winning the Super Bowl. The dude picks winners all the time. I trust Steve on that. But I think overall that Philly is a more complete team on yeah. both sides of the ball. And that's... Um, that that so they'll be my pick. I, I'll be I'm, rooting for both AFC teams, though. I like Mahomes and Burrow. Yeah, I'm more of a fan of, of either the Chiefs or the um or the Bengals, but yeah. uh, but I think Philly's going to take it. Yeah. Well, people are rooting for the AFC teams. There was a um a, a note that I saw online. You know, they do research by geo tagged uh, Twitter things like, and and it showed that of the 50 U.S. states. 23 states were rooting for Cincy, 19 were rooting for KC, 42 of the 50 states were rooting for the AFC team, and then it was uh, Philly with six states and San Fran with only two, California and Oregon. So the rooting interest is definitely Cincy, which has never won a Super Bowl, or KC. There's no can you doubt explain about that. to us how geotagging things on Twitter works, Greg? Uh, the only thing I can think of is that if I do a tweet and I hashtag, let's go Bengals, somebody quantifies that and puts me in as a Bengal fan. I, I don't know. When's the last time you played tag? <laughs> oh, I used to play tag a lot as a kid. But like, honestly, you? tell me the last, like, how old was the last? How old were you? Because I, I played tag when I was 14 or 15. I remember we used to come back to, like, we would obviously play manhunt outside at times, but there was also... Like me, Alex, Michael, uh, Jonathan from down the street. Sometimes when like you guys were out to dinner, we would like turn out at all the lights in our entire house and have like a, 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 a the house is dark tag, which is terrifying. Cause like, oh my god, yeah. Why would you do that in my house? Just because it was like it was. I don't, I tried yeah. to play that with the misses, but you know, yeah. <laughs> I know that sound. When I was as I was saying that, I was like, I hope people don't think that we were having like an orgy at our house. It was really just. <laughs> Good old-fashioned clean tag. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I played tag into my mid-teens. I, I think tag... Did you never play with Chris and Michael? Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess. So there you go. you mention it. Yeah. You and Paul Racky never, like, switched it up, you know? A little game of <laughs> Stratomatic tag, Stratomatic no. tag, a little back no. and forth. No, we tagged home plate. We tagged bases. Whoa, I thought, that was going <laughs> I thought that was going somewhere else. <laughs> Baby! You made, you made it to home with Paul Radke. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> um, I want to say something about uh, the, the, the big event in the Cody household next week. I don't know how much of this is going to get into the show, how much content we're going to do, whatever, but the annual PFPI Gala is this coming Sunday, February 5th. And it's the biggest event of the year uh, in the Cody household. How long? How much do you think we could? How much do you think we could sell two tickets to that tip for? If we put two tickets right. on auction for eBay and like right. let our listeners bid, 
Let's do let's do that, and let's also sell naming rights. You know, the Sears and Roebuck, the Sears and Roebuck PFPI <laughs> Gala. How about that? You want to do that? Let's organize that. Who's so, in charge? You. Oh yeah. Does does the PFPI Pick'em League does that go through the Super Bowl or is that over? Or no, it, it wouldn't no. because the Gala's next you, week. You only go for the playoffs when it, there's a tie at the yes. end of the regular okay. season. Yeah, in the history of PFPI, I think we've had two ties where you pick the 13 playoff games but otherwise it's a regular season thing only and uh my wife uh you know mom's maniacs was a runaway winner this year so she will be honored she will pick the champions dinner and uh it'll be just a gala affair i can't my mom my mom is the queen of picking the favorite i, I mean it, it it won this year I'm, I'm putting my hands up but like Nobody picks less unique hit attempts. No one has less <laughs> unique hit attempts than mom. She just go, takes chalk the whole way. Yeah. When was the last time you allowed someone new into the PFPI? And did they stay? Christy. Christy's Christy the newest addition. was the last I new mean, member. Is it marriage only? I mean, Tati, I mean, Michael's girlfriend, they've been together a while. And I believe she's a Greg Cody Show listener. So she might be listening to this right now, Dad. Yeah. So, <laughs> Tati, yeah. we love you. But, uh, you know, get... Put a ring on it, and then maybe we'll talk about it. <laughs> I think Tati should be allowed in. Eh, you, you Two years ago, you said, I think Graceland should be in when she was five. Well, I think Graceland should be in, too. Graceland no. is old. And I honestly think, she, Dad, she's she's reading now. She can, like, I, I honestly think next season we should let Graceland in. Yes. I, that would be, I have no say <laughs> in this, but I'm going to say yes. It'd be hilarious <laughs> if a six-year-old was in second place with three weeks left. Yes. <laughs> Like, what is the downside, okay. Dad? You know, I don't want to be like the 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 guy who the guy who's bringing up sad shit, but like you know, life's you're not you know like like guaranteed tomorrow, Greg. Who knows how much any of it? Like you know, like I would get her in. Like, why are we waiting to not have a six year old in the league? Dad, Nana was in it. That's true, and she didn't <laughs> follow football at all and picked winners based on which city she would rather live in. That's true. Right. That is correct. Now, real quick, you guys never really revealed the uh, the winner of PFPI Fantasy and how that went. Greg's Lobos, we you know, Hard Knocks kind of slacked off you know, once Moss Miami came around. The Lobos uh, were defending champion, reached the championship game again, uh, but were edged out by Chris's Critters. Ooh. Uh, Christopher <laughs> won PFPI title. His third career title. Tying Dick's Rough Riders for the most ever. Is it back in, to back? In the 14 no. year history. Oh, no, you won last year. No, the I Lobos won last, won last year. Yeah. Greg's yeah. Lobos won last year. Damn right we did. Um, <laughs> so but, I've, me uh, and Uncle Dick have won three each? Yeah, and congrats for that, by the way. And 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 at the PFPI Gala this year, we're going to have an extra special uh, homage to um, PFPI Fantasy. We're going to start to do more. The, the two sides are coming together. And yeah, I'm the commissioner of both leagues. So I carry a lot of weight, uh, literally right. and figuratively. And, I, and I, we're going to do a little more this year. All right. I think you should sing a, us into a commercial break because people are really bored with the last minute of this podcast. Got a call from an old friend. We used to be real close. Then, then, Said he couldn't go on the American way. Great show, Billy.
Greg, you got back from Miami this morning. That's right. And, uh, you know, for working on a mysterious project. Do you Are you going to share with your audience what you got going on? Yeah, I am. Uh, I think this has come up in dribs and drabs, uh, on maybe on our own show, I think on Levitard. It's been hinted at, barely talked about. Um, Ron McGill and I are collaborating on a book, and I'm very excited about it. It's coming out um, probably late spring or early summer, like another, you know, three, four months from now. It's going to come together pretty quickly. And, and I drove down to Zoo Miami today, um, met Ron in his famous office, which is not really an office. It's like a den of curios and artifacts. His office, yeah. Yes, it's, uh, it's an amazing place to be. Much, much smaller than it looks on a Zoom. Much, much smaller. But um, much smaller. That was impressive. So anyway, yeah, very small. Yet impressive. Very impressive. It's crazy. The Greg Cody story. Uh, That's right. (laughs) Smaller yet impressive. That's exactly right. Uh, (laughs) But uh, McGill is is just as cordial as can be. And um, he he was kind enough to ask me to collaborate on the book. I'm thrilled to do it. And uh, you'll be hearing more about it in the coming months, but I just wanted to tease that uh, it's in the works. I don't even want to say the name of it yet because they could change it. But it's uh, it's Ron McGill and Greg. Are you, are you getting a uh, you know a byline type thing? Is this like are you a ghostwriter for McGill? What's going on here? No, I think it's uh, I'm I'm going to write the book, but it's uh, uh, the McGill story. I mean, it it would not be a book if it were not for Ron McGill. I'm just um, doing the actual words on paper type thing. But so a Ron McGill and Greg Cody type situation. Yeah, it's going to be Ron McGill and Greg Cody, as far as I know. Uh, you know, may, maybe they'll. Maybe they'll do it alphabetically, and it'll be Greg Cody and Ron Miguel, but I doubt it very much. So, hmm. no, we're happy to do it. <laughs> and uh, you'll you'll be hearing more about that in the coming months. I'm sure at some point we're going to have Ron on to really talk about it, but we're both super excited about this uh, project, honestly. Are, what, what's no the lie. expectations here? Let's, let's, let's turn this into a, you know, we need the quote here. Are you, are you hoping to be a, a New York Times bestseller? You never know. I mean, uh, the, the, you know, the, the initial, um, the, Ron was telling me today, the initial reaction from like Barnes and Noble and uh, Amazon and, and major carriers of books has been really positive. Like they're, they're, they're jumping at the idea. Um, and, uh, you know, so, and, and, and Ron, you know, he, he has a national stature now, you know, he's considered nationally a, a wildlife expert. Uh, you know, Zoo Miami is the fifth largest zoo in the country. And, um, he's got a huge reputation as a, as a wildlife uh, guy and not to mention a, a world-class photographer. So there's a lot going on and, and I'm thrilled to be a part of it. I got a pedicure today. What? Yeah. You went through with it? Yeah, I did. When that came up on the Levitard show, I thought you were joking. I, it, it's like me saying that I wipe my hand with my ass. Right. It's performance art. It didn't really happen. Well, that would be weird if you wiped your hand with your ass. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> but, but in your case, honestly, I thought you mentioned a pedicure for a laugh and we're never going to do it. You actually got one today? Right. You never know when we're saying stuff, if it's real or not. But this one was like, yeah, right. I genuinely, you know. And 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 I want to thank you because, Dad, mm-hmm. you're my inspiration. <laughs> okay, because of my ugly toenails. Yes. Okay. <laughs> like as I've said before on this podcast, I have your feet. So like when I look yeah. down, oh. I see your feet like 30 years ago. So yeah, I'm just like you know, I was having a nice therapy session with the uh, the the pedicure lady, whatever they're called. Yeah, pedicurists, I think. Um, <laughs> you you better get a lot of pedicures because uh, in my father's pop, you called them, my father's feet uh, were the original seashell toenails. I mean, he had some thick shells on, on the end of his toes. Yeah. 
and because I cut them in his later years. But and, it was uh, delightful. Like there was a slight, some slight discomfort when she's like really getting in there to the nails, trying to clean them. But you know, it was the mm-hmm. first time. So, and she told me that my feet. She was like surprised it was my first time, which I took as a compliment. Really? She was like on the. I was like on the scale of people. Like she, I was like, you seen worse? And she was like, oh yeah. So wow. I felt that made me feel better. But uh, I feel like they say that to every new client. They maybe do. Maybe, but but it didn't take that long. I was thinking she was going to have to like put in some real elbow grease, but right, you know. And what tools? What are the tools of her trade? Oh, I mean, it's just like they clip them and then like they're soaking them the whole time, like in hot water, and then they pour a bunch of like you know bath salts and powders, and so it's like all of a sudden it's bubbling, like you know, to exfoliate and all this stuff. But don't they do the whole foot? Yeah, they do the up, up your leg, and then you get this, like, cream on your leg, and they're giving you, like, an ankle, like, it's like an ankle foot massage. Right. And then, like, all of a sudden, my toes have these, like, separators in them, and I'm like, I don't even know what yeah. I, I didn't know that was coming. I didn't, like, is she painted? Am I about to get my toenails painted? <laughs> like, I, I didn't know what the hell's, and I'm not going to yeah. stop her, but I was just like, unless she pulled out, like, a red, like, a random color, but it was just, like, this, like, clear coat to make it look shiny. I don't know. It, it didn't. Yeah, those little, um, those little foam separators. Uh, that's one more thing that Jumpin' Charlie eats if he sees them discarded right. on the ground. Because mom brings uh, them home, I guess. Yeah, that's a tiny little snack. Because yeah. that's what happens to her as well. I, I, I think male and female pedicures are exactly the same, right? Like, they don't do anything different other than paint the toenails, I guess. Right, I guess. They, like, they wouldn't do anything different for a woman than a man, right? right? I would just, like, they would get their toenails painted, probably. Like, would yeah, you call outside. it a pleasurable experience? Oh, definitely. Yeah. they like It's like a foot massage. And, like, and, and may I ask? What does that cost? Um, well, there was different options. Since it was my first time, I kind of went for the Cadillac. Um, it, it was right. like $33, $43, $60, 68 bucks okay. were like the four options. And like, you know, you tip a few bucks. So it's like, you can get out of there for 40 bucks. You can get out of there for 50. You can get out of there for 75. Okay. So tax tag and title, it's, it's costing, you know, five, six bucks a toe. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And did you ask to save the clippings or no? No. With the idea of, of uh, deep frying them, you didn't. That didn't come up at all. I saw that doctor that we talked to just sobbing as my toenails flew onto the ground. Right? Did you mention? Did you mention to the pedicurist that hey, incidentally, my my dad saves his clippings and deep fries them and eats them as snacks? Did you? Did that come up at all or no? You know, I left that part out. Okay. What do you think her reaction would have been? To laugh as if you were kidding? I don't know. And I don't. It's kind of like when I asked Clark Spencer if a jockey running would beat a horse. It's Stupid. just like it leaves you nowhere to go. <laughs> it was, that was hilarious, actually. <laughs> it just doesn't. Um, uh, you had something else. You Oh, you, you, you told me a couple of days ago uh, that you have a big announcement to make, and I have no idea what, what that is. Un- we'll make that in a little bit. Let's, okay. let's, let's, do, uh, let's do your whatever, you know, three facts. Three facts, Jack. Three, three facts, Steve, or something, whatever. I it's three facts, Jack, with an exclamation point, and hopefully... Uh, Yeti by now has imaging for it because it's 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 a standalone feature of the podcast that deserves love the love of imaging. So here we go. Shout out um, to that. Uh, t- shout out to the happy hour we did with our fans where Matt uh, Mayor Matt brought his own three facts, Jack. Yeah, yeah. We we had a what was it eight ten uh, listeners uh, in, nine, a, in a nine. We were the Brady bunch. In a Zoom, ha- oh yeah, in a Zoom happy hour. Oh, but Go Piss was with Craig, so it was ten people. Okay, Go Piss. All right, <laughs> God, you guys know everybody. Like, how can you know everybody in a in a in a Zoom? Go no. Piss, <laughs> Mayor Matt. I'm saying, I'm just telling you. 
that, you know, Go Piss and Craig and Mayor Matt and the, the, they're legends. They're, 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 <laughs> they're, they're, they're Lebitard show fan legends. What do you want from me? Okay. How does a guy get a nickname like Goat Piss? What's the etymology on that? I don't. I don't think we gave him that. I think that like that came. He he like he was brought. That's the guy to with us. the voice, right? Yeah, and that's the guy with the voice. Yes, that is the guy yeah. with the very distinct voice. But there's a lot of good fans, and yes, I you know okay. I, I don't know all of them, but I do know some. Right, there's a lot of good fans out there. There's no question about it. All right, let's get the three facts, Jack. There are three things that interest him, so sit right back for three facts, Jack. This is a feature, a fairly new feature where I learn three new things every week that I didn't know that interested me. It's, and self, I think they, it's self-explanatory. Just read the thing. Read the facts. Okay. Is it? Is it really? It could be random facts that I've known my whole life, but it's not. It's three new facts. It should be called three new facts, Jack. Anyway, number three, <laughs> the official rule book of chess states controversially that a player playing against a woman may complain that she is showing too much cleavage and that the female player may be disqualified if the judges rule in the complainer's favor. Really? Yeah, which is totally sexist. I can't believe it's actually in the rule book, but it is. Wow. Number two, in Hawaii, there once was an ancient sport called hea haloa, or lava sledding. It was practiced on the island long before the arrival of Europeans in 1778. Competitors launched themselves down groomed slides along the side of a volcano while riding sleds measuring 12 feet long but only 6 inches wide. Racers could either stand, lie face down, or kneel, reaching speeds of up to 50 miles an hour. Wow. Faster than calmly, the new racehorse Clark Spencer bought from the King of England. And number one. How's your horse? Are you, uh, have you become a horse owner yet, a horner? Uh, I have not yet. I have looked into uh, getting a a racehorse named Random Evidence, and, and I'm going to keep you posted on that. And by that, what have you done by that? I've uh, texted Clark Spencer and asked him how I go about doing that. Dad, why don't you ask him about the details of if you were curious of joining, what it would look like? I, I should do that. Yeah, I'll see how much uh, see how much the buy-in is. Just inquire. Yeah, I suspect the buy-in is about 10K, but I could be way off. Okay, number one, ancient Egyptians revered and worshipped cats bedazzling them in gold accessories. I think I knew that. Okay. I knew that much. I knew that there was something about ancient Egyptians and cats, but I did not know this. In ancient Egypt, when a beloved cat died, the cat's owners and family members would publicly express their grief by shaving off their eyebrows. And the mourning period lasted until a new set of eyebrows fully grew in, which was usually three or four months. How about that? My cat dies and I shave my eyebrows. That's crazy. I'm going to bring that back, Jack. It's the, it's the least you could do. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 what do we have eyebrows for anyway? I feel like if, if, you know. I think shaving your eyebrows is in. Like I've, th- I've seen like at Fashion Week and stuff like. Have you? Men and women shaving eyebrows. Yeah. Like you've seen people with no eyebrows. Yeah. It's, I don't know. You know, I'm not cool enough to say whether it's in or out, but I think it's having a moment. Picture me right now. You're looking at me. Picture me with no eyebrows. What do you think? I mean, you have really bushy eyebrows, so. Yeah, my eyebrows are, are bushy and dark, whereas your eyebrows, uh, and I don't mean this as a criticism, your eyebrows barely show up. Yeah. Whereas mine are very noticeable. Yeah. Shave your eyebrows right now. It'll take like two minutes. No. Why not? Remember when you had a filter on where you had real thick eyebrows and you were convinced those were your eyebrows? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do remember that. Why won't you shave your eyebrows for the sake of the show? Um, because I don't want to. They grow back in three or four months. So that was three facts, Jack. 
Yeah. That was three facts, Jack. All right. You want you me to hear? chase that with uh, a, a dad joke or, or you want to give, give your big reveal now? I'll give my big reveal. Okay. I can't wait. This is serious. This is something I want to do. Um, wow. I want to do stand-up comedy. I've begun cultivating bits. Wow. And I want to attempt it. I want to, I think I want it to be. Really? I think I kind of want it to be. I could see it being a potential next, you know, as we go through life and we do things. And, you know, eventually years from now, things could end. So I would like to, you know, start thinking of what I could possibly be doing. And I want to just see if this is something I, because I feel like I could do it. Wow. I'm, ter- I'm terrified as shit. As the right. I, like right now, as I've never done it. The idea of getting on stage, like even though I talk every day, like there's a safety net of being around those guys and in that right. small room. Like the idea of talking publicly, like growing up, always terrible at it. Um, still to right. this day, like when I had to speak, remember when I was coaching high school baseball and I had to like yes. speak at banquets, like it just I hate the feeling beforehand of just stress and right. So. It's definitely out of my comfort zone and and I'm not going to like tell anyone when I'm doing it because like I've been talking to Brad Williams a little about it because he's become Mm -hmm. a friend and he's a stand up comic and he's just like you have to like be decent before you like start publicizing that you're doing it like right you need to go be terrible in front of people that don't know you like 20 or 25 times before you even think about tweeting out hey I'm gonna he's like because you already kind of have a following so like you can't have the people that like you show up and be like, oh, he stinks. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> so. And so Brad Williams could be, and I uh, confess, I'm, I'm not familiar with Brad Williams, the stand-up comic, but he could be your mentor. Is that, that what you're saying, right? Well, yeah, he's already begun. He, he was the one encouraging me to go up on stage and do five minutes the last time he was in town. Really? And it's always kind of been something that I thought I could do. I'm, I'm, I think I have good comedic timing and, you know, just in this, I've already started to write bits and stuff. And my friend Alex and I are like into that stuff. So we're bouncing Mm -hmm. stuff off each other. And it's really fun just talking things out. And so I already have like three or four bits that if I got thrown on a stage right now that I could, you know, do terribly, but it's just something that I, it's just something that I'm interested in. Like, you're not going to hear anything of it now. Now I'm going to disappear for two years. Okay. Maybe in like two years, I'm going to be like, Hey, I'm going to do an open mic in Hollywood. Come see me. And and how would you describe your your persona, your stage persona? Like, what type of comic do you expect to be? I have no idea. I never, I've okay. never done it. Like, uh, you know, observational comedy, like a Seinfeld, or I think uh, it's like a, I think or, I think it's going to be like my life type things, like mm-hmm. you know, like observational, kind of like my topics on the show. Like, right, I'm working on a bit right now. Let's see, I feel like I, I don't even want to give too much away. Like, I have yeah, a bit don't, about don't. the shower and loofahs and okay. It's uh, it's interesting because um, uh, our show is, I think, humor oriented. Uh, I consider myself a, a, a humorous person. Uh, Michael, your younger brother, did um, improv for a while. Yeah. Uh, for several months. I went to see him do live improv on stage a couple of times. Yeah. As did I. Why are you saying I like I wasn't there? Yeah, because, you know, I try to make myself seem better than I am all the yeah. time. But um the thing that would scare me about, and I encourage you totally, I encourage this. I think it's a great uh, thing that you're you're daring to do. And I do call it daring because, you know, when you're speaking into a microphone in a studio surrounded by five or six people, even though part of you knows you're speaking to thousands and thousands of people who are going to yeah. be listening to you, you can pretend that you're not. You can pretend like the only people you're speaking to are the other people in the shipping container or me right now, right? Right. But the the key, you know, like I, I would be terrified 
to stay, even though I've spoken in front of large crowds. It, Dad, but, it's why, isn't it, isn't it why you didn't, and, and, and I agree with you, it's terrifying, and it's just, I'd rather not deal with that stress. Isn't that kind right. of why you didn't do Dan's roast? Yes, yes. He gave me a chance to, to be one of three people up there. McGill was one, Billy Corbin was another. Uh, I had a chance to be the third, and, uh, and, and I just didn't want to do it. I, I didn't, right. you know, I would have had to do a routine, and, you know, I just, yeah. I'd rather make fun of Dan in private you know, than, uh, than in public. So, but yeah, so that's my announcement. I'm just, you know, I don't even know where I'm going to begin to like do open mics around these parts, but right. You know, wow, that's exciting. And, that, and, and I'm not even close to doing that yet. Like I need to, you know, I don't know what I need to do, but that, that's it. That, that's that right. I've just decided that that's something I want to try. And if you never hear of it again, that means I tried it and I was terrible. So right. Have you, have you ever considered improv as a stepping stone to stand up comedy? Well, I already no, I already do improv every day. I know I'm good at improv. Uh, not to be ah uh, okay. So you, not to right. be it, you know. But yes. Okay. Well, I congratulate you on your bold venture. If it ever comes off, even if it doesn't, it's still a bold venture. Just yeah. one that took a crap. Right. You know. So that's good. Anyways, I gotta we gotta hurry up here. Uh, let me do a dad joke real quick. Okay. And I always have one on the holster, as you know. Um, what do you call a dancing sheep? A ballerina. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. I'm never sure whether to be uh, thrilled or embarrassed when you get a dad joke right. So I have one more. Okay. Okay, this is a funny one. This is even better. What's the most popular dish at a church brunch? Um, I don't know. The most popular dish at a church brunch is eggs benediction. See, that's funny. That's okay. Uh, our our religious listeners know that a benediction. I know what is, a benediction is. <laughs> okay, what is it then? It's just not that funny. I, I, Church goer. Yeah. What's a benediction? I, I know that. Tell the people that don't. I obviously know what it is. Okay, then well, no, I'll get you on the spot now. What does benediction mean in the context of religion? That I'm, I don't want to make the people who you don't, don't know. know. I don't want to make the people who don't know feel bad about okay, not a, knowing. A benediction is the blessing at the end of a religious service. Okay. Okay, so Egg's benediction is pretty funny. There you go. Ballerina sucked, but Egg's benediction was funny. Ballerina's funny, actually. Okay. Ballerina. Okay. <laughs> Ballerina, the San Francisco treat. All right, listen. Great football this weekend. I may yep. or may not be saying this before the games were played, yep. but great football this weekend. Talked <laughs> a lot about that. Talked about your new professional venture, uh, my book in the making, a lot of other stuff. Had a fun, action-packed episode, and uh, we thank you all. I think you should go over everything we said in this episode right now. That's what I think you should do. You know what? No, I'd rather we didn't. We got to close it out. All right. See you later, everyone. See, see ya. Everybody. See ya. Bye. See ya. I'm continuing that thing of on the Levitard show where I talk over people. Yeah, you do. What? 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 I, I can do a Loretta Lynn if you want it. No, let's. let's, let's It'll check. be over my dead body, so get out while you can, cause you ain't woman enough to take my man. How about that? Loretta Lynn, she's so great. I mourn her. Anyway, where were we?